This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. There is no planet B. There is no planet blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. This is not about some expensive, politically correct, green hat, bunny hugging, or blah, blah, blah. Build back better, blah, blah, blah. Green economy, blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 25. Blah, blah, blah. Net zero by 2050, blah, blah, blah. Net zero, blah, blah, blah. Climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. Words, words that sound great, but so far has led to no action. Our hopes and dreams drown in their empty words. Of course, we need constructive dialogue. But then now, have thirty years of blah blah blah, and where has that led us? What do we want? <laughs> My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the battle, <laughs> the battle of ideas. Valentina Zarkova, welcome and thank you for for <laughs> for not bringing blah blah blah, Valentina. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm, I'm concerned about this girl, of course, because she has little knowledge, but because she doesn't understand, she part of the game. The less you know, the more you're confident that you know a lot. So this is the problem. So maybe later she would understand what other people did to her. Uh, I consider this is just uh, uh, child abuse. I'm the one who spent, um, I'm applied mathematician who did uh, solar physics as a part because the lot of mathematics is tested in different solar plasmas. So this is what I spent good four decades, probably if not longer doing this stuff. So I can tell that I'm professional. I'm not speaking blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a professor of mathematics, so it would be inappropriate. So I will be speaking what the science tells, which um, definitely science, which is ignored by IPCC. And um, it's a big pity because uh, we we need to discuss all the points. But what can we do? We cannot make people if they have other agenda. I believe they have other agenda. They want to put um, all these uh, green technologies and mm. earn money. And this is because they need to have funding. This is why they push forward this question. But in reality, I, the science is different, and mm. we need to look at the science and then look at the politics. How the science or anti-science used for the politics. So I'm not doing politics, mm. I'm doing the science. So this is 
this is my key, this is what I'm doing in my life. The, the, the sun, what you can understand that we have the whole solar planet, many, many, well, many, nine planets, and the only source of everything is the sun. And to come up with the idea that the heating could come from somewhere else, mm. well, you have to have two ingredients. You have to be very well undereducated to come up with this idea. And <laughs> you have to be indeed desperate to find any any resources. And I explain in some few slides why where the point is, because um, there is some valid point and this the temperature was increasing in the past three hundred mm. years. And uh, initially it was... We have to talk quickly about Pluto. Uh-huh. <laughs> is Pluto a planet or not? Yeah, they, they, they consider it is a planet, but maybe it is a large... Maybe in the past it was a, a star, double star, which cool off and become... I don't know. I'm, I'm not a planetologist, I have to say. I only started doing planetology recently looking mm. at the data so uh this is the point when i honestly say i will not be telling you blah 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 because i'm not confident i don't know <laughs> i was born in ukraine uh this is the country from the former soviet union where it's a lot of events happening where the war now with russia so i was born and uh, graduated from kiev state university applied mathematics and um, part of applied mathematics, I did astrophysics. So I did my PhD in astrophysics in radiative transfer in the main solar observatory of Ukraine. And then worked uh, teaching at Kiev University until the Soviet Union collapsed and we started struggling with money. And then I got a postdoc position at Glasgow University with John Brown. And I worked there for about four years. Then I got lectureship. I thought I'm going on only for one year. I will come back. But situation was difficult mm. in my country. And then my son got scholarship at the British University at Cambridge. So I needed to stay. And so I'm still here. And all my family is here. And um, I'm really grateful to Great Britain because it gave me terrific options to develop my potential. If I would stay probably in Kiev, I would need to leave the science and do some, something else to survive. True. Here I had this option to do research. And I worked from 2013 as a professor of mathematics at the University of Northumbria. Before, I worked for 13 years as a, uh, 10 years as a professor at Bradford University. So, professor of applied mathematics. So, my uh, main topic is modeling so i do plasma physics and most advanced mathematical methods education was tough at kiev university mm. much tougher than in british universities they they taught us all math and all physics models and didn't bother the child needs to work until midnight or later to learn them <laughs> so we survived but it actually paid gave a very good basis that I'm very grateful to my university teachers because they 
if I did know something, I did know, of course, everything, mm. but I knew where to go and where to start with and how to follow these steps. This is what my education at university gave to me. This is what people did in the past. So they draw these drawings, like in here on the bottom, but they show. Mm -hmm. So they, these are sunspots. And the number of sunspots shows uh, how active is the sun. So this is the index. Every sunspot number per day defines the index of solar activity. So previously, people uh, draw the sunspot on the wall and then count it manually and produce the solar activity index. So my project was we wanted to automate it and produce automated solar activity index, which basically we tried to do but failed because it's very difficult to automate something because not enough information. We took everything what we got from the solar disk, but we couldn't produce proper prediction because prediction involves uh, averaging from different observatories and mm. people put uh, their own perception, individual views, which you cannot quantify even with artificial intelligence. So what it gave us idea that the this solar activity, which we used to uh, view at the bottom, you see the average sunspot number per year. And, and it's, and it's going top. up towards uh, towards 1960. It's getting more. That yeah, it's much more. It's uh, uh, to amount the minimum as well. But I just give you a sample. And at the top, it is half the sunspot appearing in each cycle at the uh, royal zone of between 35 and thir minus 35 latitudes, and then migrate towards the equator uh, during the solar, cy uh, solar cycle of approximately 11 years. So. This is what definition of solar activity. And it turned out even having all the information which you have from digital image, we still couldn't do it better than people do by hand because they put a lot of assumptions which you can mm. quantify. It turned out that what we discovered, despite we have all this information, still not enough to do proper classification. Mm. So at that time, we look at the point that all these um, sunspots have actually, they're embedded into the photosphere. So what look as the sunspots, these are the places where magnetic loops are rooted into the um, surface of the sun. So these are basically uh, roots of the um, big magnetic loops. So this is the sunspot. So if you see sunspot, there are these loops, and these loops are um, producing flares, different coronal mass ejection, and heating the planets. Is, is, so is that is that when when you when you see that stuff that's coming off the sun? Is it coming from those sunspot pairs? It coming from those loops, right? Sunspots, uh, nothing coming from sunspot because what sunspot do? They hold those loops yes. deeply in the sun and everything what is happening happening in this part which you don't see with the white light in these loops on the top so right. they, this is where the flares occur with radiation sometimes this loop can fully uh, be erupted so disconnect from the sun and fly through the whole interplanetary space and does so that affect does that affect people like us on earth 
absolutely this this called coronal mass ejection and they affect very dramatically the uh, earth because they cause um, the geomagnetic storms so this is very important okay so this is why the sun was always linked to the um, effect solar activity on the on the planets but as i said people agreed in the middle of 19th century that solar activity index is sunspots and it turned out this is very peculiar solar activity index so we look at the magnetic field of the sunspot it is a very strong magnetic field but what also you see that there is a lot of rather surface around yeah this yellow thing yes this is background magnetic field and much more field covered by the background than the sunspot do you see that yeah yes the only areas of sunspot tiny tiny part of the whole area of the sun while the rest of the sun has a huge amount of magnetic field and uh, obviously i'll skip this one so what is happening this magnetic field changes its polarity every 11 years so if in the beginning of cycle there is a north polarity on the north and south polarity on the south while cycle develops the magnetic polarity south then slowly migrates to the north and northern polarity migrate to the south and after 11 years in the north you have southern polarity and the south you have northern polarity which is the action of solar dynamo and this is action through magnetic field and this is magnetic field of this yellow stuff not of sunspots this is what the background field does it changes polarity of pole of of this of the sun right yes are you with me yes so yes what we compared we compared at the bottom is magnetic field in the sunspots this blue stuff is leading polarity of magnetic field and sunspot in the northern hemisphere and orange leading polarity in the southern hemisphere uh, on the top is the background magnetic field what you can see it has opposite polarity than the sunspots mm. so this is why this background field hold like roots sunspots or allow them appear on the surface or allow them migrate from the middle latitudes toward the equator so what i am leading you to to the understanding that the background magnetic field has the upper hand this is after we published this paper 2008 we re and we didn't succeed classi classifying solar activity uh, from digital images automatically we realize we need to change the proxy and this is how we look how we change the proxy we look that magnetic field around sunspot is in huge numbers you have the whole thousand by thousand pixels of the full image of the disk with this magnetic field so accuracy whatever you get from this background field is much better and in this plot we shown that basically the only difference the background field has opposite magnetic polarity but it follows what the sunspot follows the opposite polarity oh sunspot themselves uh, they, they do not change they just uh, participate in this game uh, sunspot lasts sometimes um, months 
and then disappear sometimes few few weeks sometimes a few months so not for long but this change is changing the whole picture there's a right electromagnetic electromagnetic dynamo which acts through electrodynamics so this is how background feel moves right so it uh, is not sunspots what is a sunspot some... huh what is a sunspot sunspot is the place where the loop is embedded into the background magnetic field so if no. you put your tree the sunspot will be where your trump of the tree comes out of yes. there the rope if you put rope with this small right. little rope so this is what it looks like it has little ropes which are magnetic field line which sometimes can be twisted exactly like a rope yes we, yes we yes we call yes. them rope we call them even rope oh right because and it twists like that yes sometimes they are twisted sometimes they're um tangled and something and, and this is causes uh, solar flares as soon as the magnetic loop is twisted it become uh, producing this energy and heats the planet put the heat in towards us so it's so it's it shoots out the heat yeah and this is when you have sunspot it ensures you that above them you have these nice loops which are growing and if the uh, they're twisted they become untwisted and when untwisted they produce solar flares they produce coronal mass ejection and different sort of activities which travels from the sun towards the planets okay. and give us heat give us the energy so now you understand when sun comes into the minimum so you don't see not many sunspot or non-sunspot it means you don't have these loops right if you don't have these loops they do not interact so nothing comes from the sun i you understand okay it is yellow uh, plate but nothing comes to us towards us apart from radiation so are you it. saying are you saying that then there are very few sunspots right now uh now slightly more sunspot because sun is in the ascending phase of the cycle 25 okay it will last until 2025 so it is slightly increasing but it is much less sunspots um currently uh, than it was in the previous cycle so there are much more spotless days in cycle 25 than in um, other other cycles so this is the very important that the number of um, sunspots first of all the cycle took a while to start off when 24th finished it was like long delay long plateau before the cycle started on again but then i'm trying to get for you the picture to show you how these uh, <laughs> ah, here we are maybe we not just a second ah, no problem here, here we are what I want to show you this um, picture from the Belgian Royal Observatory site here you see my screen yeah yes 
this is the evolution of spotless days in cycle cycle 24 25 in comparison with the other cycles transit when we had minimum for example we had minimum of the cycle this one blue one 15 and 24. so you see that in cycle 25 we have much sharper increase of the dates without sunspots than in any other cycles observed so far from zero cycle until now so definitely and, we entered the minimum and fewer fewer sunspots fewer sunspots mean uh, a colder earth yes yes if i try to get picture on which interaction with earth was um, considered so why or here with this um, probably this is the one you want to see so what was established by eddie et al so this is the curve at the bottom more extended curve of sunspot numbers the white line yeah you see that 1700 okay yes yeah until 1600 starting that oh and is that then, is that is that when the, there was ice over the over the various rivers yes, in europe this mount the minimum which was 1645 until 1715 and the temperature was um this is the variation of the temperature yes which was um, slightly increasing uh, from but it was decreased during the ground solar with mount the minimum and this is why it was fine until late 90s 2000 that temperature was increasing with the uh, solar activity because solar activity was increasing you see that it was increased wow. in cycle 18 19 they call it the uh, modern warmth period and so on until until we came to this um, period this one when from cycle 21 the solar activity started decreasing so this is the solar activity blue line yes. or these blue lines in here this is cycle 23 and then i'll show later cycle 24 the solar activity started decreasing but the temperature was still increasing yes why would that and be this is created well i will explain in a moment <laughs> but this is related to completely different still related to the sun but what i would explain why they started putting after 2000 they put these nice plots or some whatever uh, that the temperature is increasing solar activity is decreasing so the increase of the temperature cannot come from the earth from from the sun and this is what was the problem why it started then and uh, if you want to jump first why it is increasing i explain you why it is increasing because we published paper in 2019 in which uh, what the what ipcc says and people who contribute that that increases because of it is uh, human yes carbon dioxide and carbon yeah this is the picture this they say it is a um, greenhouse effect that the, the clouds protect the radiation which come from the sun the radiation cannot come out because it's very huge amount of co2 and it comes back dumps back on the earth 
but this is error. This is an error. Um, I, I've seen this nice presentation by Camille Weyers, uh, 11 facts um, that why this is wrong. But uh, why they put this error forward? Because at that time, no one could offer any heating from the sun. So indeed, we need to come back to this curve and see, mm. yes, solar activity is decreasing. We cannot deny it. So what is heating? So they're saying, yeah, they're not correct. I will explain why they're not correct, but couldn't find any heating. While we were walking, if you want to jump this, um, in 2018, this is our second, fourth paper, what we discovered that um, basically we discovered the variation. Let me go here. So we produce new proxy of solar activity background magnetic field. Remember, we finished with this magnetic field, right? Yes, Remember? yes, yes. So what, what I did in this, we've done very quick analysis. So yes. if, you look at the, if you put white light through the prism. glass prism, you can split it into wavelengths, red from red to ember. And I thought, what can we act on the magnetic field? Because what we see on the solar surface magnetic field, this orange part, which magnetic field or the whole disk, we see what is on the left-hand side, like white light. Yes. All the wavelengths drop together. And whoever tries to analyze it, they cannot extract anything. So we thought, what would act on the magnetic field like this prism, and we discovered the principal component analysis can actually separate a separate component of uh, the total magnetic field. So this is what we did. We applied best mathematics, which is known from uh, 1901. This is not a new theory. It exists more than a century. So we applied this uh, analysis for that magnetic field of background, remember, huge amount of pixels, we have them, very accurate um, detection. So we managed to find eigenvalues or own oscillations of waves. So we split the total wave, this white light magnetic field into separate components. This is yes. what we did. So this is what we found. And these components were defined by the variance of the data. So on the left-hand side, these my eigenvalues, this is percentage of variance. So you see the components came in pairs. What is surprise at that time, they came in pairs, and um, the first two pairs, we call them principal components. So we decided to look at them. This is on the left-hand side. We build these two principal components. One is red and one is blue. And this is the date while well, we had the data. And we discovered they are like waves. You see, this is background yes. field. It actually has two waves in there. So you see this nicely. You thought, oh, interesting. It looks like these waves are out of phase. Remember that magnetic field comes from the negative 
polarity from the south, positive from the north, and then in the next cycle, you see they turn out that they exactly like it is. So the southern polarity came to the north and northern polarity came to the south. Oh, we thought, oh, we captured it correctly. Yes. How we can predict it for the next few cycles? So what we done, we done some homework. You remember, this was not paid. This we. Oh. Specific approach, symbolic regression, and describe mathematical formula for these curves. So we describe the formula, and when we describe this formula, we managed to predict the same curves for the next two cycles, three cycles. You see, cycle 24, 25, 26. Then, by that time, this is the time when we do this principal component, we got the new data, so we decided to compare our data, which is a dashed line, with those which we predicted, and we found, voila! It looks look similar. It's very similar. But when you look again, you discover, look at that. These waves are coming in the opposite phase. Blue yes. wave has maximum and uh, red wave minimum, and even more in the cycle 26, they come completely opposite. We said, oh, what would be the summary? I, at that time, was teaching my students the waves. I teach in physicist students theory of the waves. And uh, we're exactly doing this equation, solving the second order differential equation. I thought, oh, it's very handy. So immediately calculated the summary curve. And what I discovered that Indeed, in the next few cycles, the amplitude of solar activity we, of this uh, summary curve is or magnetic field is reducing. You see, this is the cycle 24. It comes to the 450. Cycle 25 comes to the about 250. And cycle 26 hardly to come to higher than 100. So we thought, can we link it to the solar activity yeah we can look at that and it follows <laughs> we reflected everything which is southern polarity negative sign back to the positive we took absolute value of the summary curve and compared it with the sunspot numbers and they fit very well there was difference in here but it turned out that people from the corner used the wrong classification Later, they corrected it, but this is what we published in the paper. So then we predicted the summary curve, modulus summary curve for cycle 24, 25, 26, and shown that indeed cycle 25 and 26 will be having reduced solar activity, especially cycle 26. So far, what we established, that the solar activity is reducing, indeed, and they are correct. So what the solar activity is reducing, we're not speaking white temperature increasing, but we see the solar activity reducing. What it will result on the Earth? So we, first of all, we built our summary curve. Remember, we have analytical formula. It is a series of five cosines with the coefficients. We know them. So we built now our um, summary curve. This is the data which we're using. This is the solar activity in the previous cycle. It's what we discovered that apart from 11-year cycles with these fluctuations, this one, there is a 
like end of a lip curve, grand solar cycles, which last about 370 or 400 years, for example, this one, 400 years, separated by the minima, which we call grand solar minima. And this is what, only after we got this curve, we suddenly got, oh my God, this is why we got mount the minimum and we got exactly understood why it is because these two waves the interference produced this minimum you know because this wave came in in 90 phase and this is happens every 350 400 years are you with me yes and okay yes go on and as soon as we come back to Mounda, we suddenly see that oh my god we are on the verge that next ground solar minimum would literally was upon it on us in 2015 when this paper was published so we immediately thought what what to expect for this what what will happen just we done confirmation so we i'll do this to give you a picture we look backwards the mm. wolf minimum or homeric all there got into this curve voila <laughs> brave but what we want i skip the verification this is probably we don't this is what you were asking why i think the temperature will be decreasing because we look in the past so the investigation lina town 1995 she measured um solar radiance from the isotopes of carbon 14 or beryllium in the biomass of the earth so it turned out that from different layers you can go backwards this is plot left top plot and what she demonstrated that during the amount the minimum you see this curve yes the solar radiance because there were no any more those loops which are growing above the sunspot they disappeared so the solar radiance dropped by three watt per square meter so it was here 1366 but it dropped to 1363 only three watt per square meters the solar radiance dropped on the sun during mount the minimum then it was increased after 17 this is the dalton minimum but on the right hand side there's a temperature variations during this minimum. So Lamb, 1972, Easterbrook, 2016, they calculated how temperature would vary during this minimum. And so now we can look. This is mount the minimum. So you see the temperature comes about one degree during right. mount the minimum. It was reduced. The increase over this one increase about half degree or 0.7 degree then decrease during the other minima every time the temperature decreasing these are glazed cycle decrease and this is temperature increase and decrease so what we were relay relaying to that during grand solar minimum the temperature the number of sunspots so low that the temp the these loops which should grow from sunspot they do not appear on the sun anymore so the sun will not be sending to us radiation or particles or anything and this is what leads to the decrease of this temperature so this is where we come 
with the decrease of the temperature will be about one degree because it's ground solar minimum. Okay? Right. Do you understand now where it comes from? Yes, 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 yes. Comment it... that I put it from the ceiling, I put from investigation, people done before. Yes. Well done before any IPCC and everything, when they did everything properly. So this is what, moreover, in 2001, Schindler et al., they investigated uh, temperature variation in Mount Minimo. I found this paper. And we found the solar surface temperature was reduced over the globe. So he, he put the, the uh, plots of temperature reduction. In some places, it was slightly increased. But in Northern Europe and Northern America, it was decreased, especially. And Northern Europe, Northern American Europe went in deep freeze. Alpine glacier standard over valley farmland. Sea ice crept south from Arctic and so on. And rivers started freezing. Yes. So this is what they discovered. But what they also found, the drop of the temperature was related to the drop abundance of ozone created by solar ultraviolet radiation in the stratosphere. So if your radiation from the sun dropped, it doesn't create any more this quantity of ozone. And what it creates, this creates, if normal solar activity like here on the left-hand side, it creates, we have a stable jet stream traveling in the northern hemisphere. Yes. Given a Gulf stream and so on. When sun stop providing the energy, cold air starts moving south. And what it creates, it creates this wavy jet stream. And this is why we bad have these... You, you get bad weather. Yes, exactly. We get northern um, weather coming from Siberia to us. Remember 2018 and uh, last uh, year as well. Is that also hur is like hurricanes and storms and all that kind of thing? Yes, and it is probably related to these ones because if you look, if you subscribe, there is a website called Electroverse. Yes, I, I read it. For example, yeah, in July, it was snow in Carpathian Mountains in 2019, Romania. There was snow in different other parts in Amman, Arabia in January 2020, they didn't have snow for 150 years. It's not that they had snow and froze there. And this uh, early snow in Canada 20, and we had snow in Ben Nevis only two days ago. And well, it is only early. Yes, we did. Well, listen <laughs> to this, Valentin. Listen, well, listen to this. South Africa doesn't really get snow um, in the cities and or in the towns. Yeah. And in the last few years, we've been getting slightly more snow than I can ever remember in my life. And prepare for more. Because in cycle 26, this is probably will be the biggest drop. Remember the, when the waves came into the opposite phase, the, the solar activity will drop. At the moment, we still have some sunspot and some activity. But it will become in 20, from 2030 to 2042, it will be probably the worst period, so this sure. is, will be much cooler. Can it I? Can I? Sorry, can I ask you what does that mean? Is it a good or bad thing that the temperature is getting colder? Well, it's a natural thing. I've shown you that the Earth came through 
thousands of those uh, Grand Solar Minimum and managed to survive. If people survive in 17th century, uh, in, in 12th, 13th century, you, you see how many uh, of those uh, Grand Solar Minimum we had in the past. You, you yeah, plenty. But 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 hold on. Sorry, I have to. I just have to because I'm 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 stuck on this one pass. Uh, this one thing. In the 1700s, okay. they didn't they didn't have the media and the IPC saying that everything is yeah. getting hotter. So mm-hmm. if you if you open the news the newspaper or CNN, everything's about how Al Gore. Everything is getting terrible and yeah, it's yeah, getting yeah. hot. Yeah, but you you would nice ask probably ask about this report yes. because. Um, this is what Al Gore said that in 2020 New York will be under the water and there will not be snow in the Arctics. So this is the example. Arctics 2012, this ice number, 2013 in, in keep increasing. So <laughs> definitely <laughs> it is not happening what they say. I have somewhere... I been asked to give a talk and I have some images that not only during the uh, heating, yeah, indeed temperature is increasing since Grand Solar minimum in the past from Mount the minimum. And uh, we have this melting because temperature increased by 1.4 degrees approximately. Yes. But the same happening on Mars. On Mars, the ice, the Polish ice, melting as well. Do we do this on Mars? Do you think we we capable of melt Mars polar cup? <laughs> or Jupiter? Jupiter has huge typhoons, which never had before from the records. So this is science that all planets were heating, warming up from after Mount the minimum. The question was how far this warming go and why it is going. So this is the point, was crucial point that at that time solar physicists could not say that the sun providing it because solar activity indeed is decreasing. And I proven to you it is decreasing and will be decreasing even more. Mm. So the temperature will be decreasing. So what will prevail increase of because of global warming or decrease right this is the question isn't yeah right yes 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 okay so let's now move to our next paper which we produced this point where we started so now you understand yes that this is my grant summary code describes solar activity but because we have formula, so with the computer, you can calculate for as many years if you want. So we calculated this formula for 120,000 years. And on the top, we produce this summary curve for 120,000 years. Here, I give example on the 10,000, 12,000. It's actually Holocene. From but it, looks, it all looks so similar. Exactly. You spotted it. I specifically... Before we done analysis, we specifically divided by these five grand solar cycles. It looks like the every five grand solar cycles they have the similar pattern. This have this one. Look at that. It's increasing towards yeah. uh, 
the end. This become more uh, higher amplitude. This become longer. So when I look at this, this is what initiated. I thought, oh, strange. Why? Why they're so similar? And this is not what I put by hand. This is you derive from magnetic field. So what we did, this is what mathematicians do. You play with the data and we try um, compare. So we try to produce what is happening. We try to see how the, if we remove this um, oscillation of large amplitudes of the cycle and for each 22 year cycle we see where is the zero line of that so we add all the amplitudes together and try average for 22 years where is the zero line are you with me so instead of zero line we assume that it goes from positive to negative and zero is a zero what we decided to check if it is so quasi similar let's see that zeros are zero so we added for each cycle positive negative polarity and found where this um, baseline appeared when we done this for 120,000 years we discovered this brilliant very periodic very strongly uh, maintained cycle of the oscillation of this baseline it's and it's exactly the same the no this not the same yeah it is quasi the same basically mm. given the data so it is oscillate with the same period about 2000 2100 years but they are very uh, have to say very rigid yes which gives the clue remember what is produced by sun uh, the waves are quite uh, well n- not good defined they they like behave as they wish because this is electromagnetic force here they're so um, correct that you think it has to be very good periodic force which doing this and the only periodic force we know is gravitation right right yes so this is what it turned out that magnetic field baseline, the, the zero line, which is supposed to be zero, is slightly oscillate and either it inclined towards the northern polarity, which comes to the top, or to the southern polarity, to the which is bottom. So this is what it goes. It with which indicates if the zero line is more inclined towards the northern polarity which means that the sun become closer to the earth when it is inclined towards the sun with its northern pole yeah okay yes i'm following so this is how it so what it brought up first of all when we discovered this period we look do we have any natural periods defining similars and voila we looked at indeed that uh, carbon um, 14 uh, isotope carbon 14 in trees shows similar variation with two, 2200 years in yeah, trees they, they, yeah in trees 
which um, gives you uh, what was irradiance. So the carbon-14 gives you solar irradiance in these years. So what it shows that solar irradiance on the Earth changes every 2,200 years. This is what they reported. And Steinhebler as well reported 2009 and 2012. So this was well known, Hallstatt cycle, but no one linked it to, to, this, to the magnetic field. They said the solar irradiance changes every 2,200 um, years, but no one understood what. And suddenly it coincides with our curve, which we derived from our baseline. So this is my zero line. So it, it oscillates, if the main amplitude oscillates 500 to minus 500, zero line oscillates by plus 20, minus 20. It will be tiny, tiny, tiny oscillation, but they're very good period, periodic. And the period exactly close to the what Holstead from, from those trees derived. So we look now where we are now in the current cycle, isn't it? We we need to understand if it is indeed wow. this variation. Let's come to current cycle. Oh, when wow. we build this current cycle, this is a blue line current cycle. This was Mount the Minimum. Yes. It was the southern polarity. And now in the current cycle, here we are. The polarity is actually leaning towards the northern polarity, so it looks like the sun become closer to the earth when the earth is inclined towards the sun with the northern pole and that and, would, and that would that would explain why earlier the temperature was still going up but the sunspots were going down yeah voila and this is exactly the current increase is <laughs> here and if you put the solar irradiance and this is the increase inclination this with inclination of increase of terrestrial temperature from the mount the minimum so the temperature started increasing because the sun this is what the um, akasofu presented increase of the temperature this straight line so we we only explaining this increase we this oscillation could be could be done with whatever happening at the general solar activity or something, wow. but we're explaining this one, and this inclination is exactly increase of this um, magnetic field, indicating us there's something happening between Earth and um, Sun when the Sun become closer to the Earth when the Earth yes. is inclined towards the Sun with the northern polarity. So That's... we needed to find what it is. But so why we... the why the heck is the IPC IPCC um, projection so radical? Because they didn't know this. We only published this result in 2019 and they become so agitated, they drop at us with the full power of IPCC. Literally, they there was a web uh, publication. We only suggested here, we didn't calculate yet how much radiance it will be increased. So for half a year, they were pressurized the editors of the Nature Scientific Report of this paper, because this was given the real mechanism why the heating is coming to the Earth. 
And we only had one paragraph saying that probably sun is moving closer to the earth and this is why we have heating. All these global warming people, they basically, we had around about half year of different um, negotiations. Uh, the editors made us to say that the distance between sun and earth, what the uh, global warming people said, that it doesn't change. What they say, it was called so, what is this guy name? Um, Ken Rice from uh, Edinburgh University. He says that, no, 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 they all come global warming and distance between Earth and the sun never changes, never changes. So this was the guy and uh, Kevin Schmidt from NASA, they pressurized the editors of Nature and they actually retracted our paper on the 1st of March, 2020. They retracted wow. this paper because they become so scared that we found the real reason. But luckily for us, and not for the whole humankind, but we were locked down. So you, you were sitting at home from 23rd of March, 2020. I had nothing else to do. So I thought, let me check. <laughs> ephemeries behave themselves. So I look at the uh, cycle. So the, so basically what we were saying that this distance changes because solar inertial motion. So the sun moves around the center of mass of Earth-Sun system and all planets move around the center of mass. So the planets do not move around the sun they move around this um, orange center. This is why if sun moves, if it moves closer either to the uh, equinox, uh, the spring equinox or autumn equinox, it will be depending which polarity comes closer. So this is what the idea. There are calculations of these ephemeris and everything. So I went on the website, sitting at home, looked down, um, you know, looking what is happening in the world nightmare. So I took ephemeris of the distances between sun and earth uh, from 600 to 2600. Oh, they have changed slightly. Yeah. And what I've shown, they changed exactly how we anticipated in that paper. Look at that. They changed in the previous millennium. They changed about maximum especially they changing much more during the April and May. You see the 1014, mm. 101. So this change pretty large, 0.5, but especially in this, in the change is about 0.1, uh, 0.100 of astronomical unit, 0.1100. So the change is huge. Furthermore, what it turned out that uh, Philium and Perihelium changes. So as you see here, uh, what was the in June when it should be uh, I, uh, the longest distance from the sun. It should be in the um, previous millennium, it was like 21st of June. Yeah, we know approximately it could be 21st of June. But nothing happened in this millennium. You know, when we had the longest distance, Sure. This is when we had it. We had it in the 5th of July this year. 
and it will be much longer than 16th of July in 2600. So, we proven now with the ephemeris, this ephemeris from Paris Medon Observatory and uh, from JPL site in Pasadena in the United States. So what the eight un people anthropogenic global warming can rise, they say the distance does not change. This is not what ephemeris say in us. Yes. So publish this in the chapter in the book. I published this in different. Moreover, I now calculated. I put very. If you look at the chapter, you, you can read this. It is a public domain. People, everyone can download. Mm. I show explicitly the difference in each month. For the whole millennium, I took three year per millennium to show just examples. So I show difference between them in every month. For, for, for these years. And plus I show how the distances change in the previous millennium when you have normal your perihelium in June as it should be and how distance changes in this millennium when our perihelium is in July. This is why we had such a hot uh, June and July because the sun's still coming towards us. Uh, right? In in the northern hemisphere for uh, in northern hemisphere and yeah. the southern yeah southern it will be colder so now I could calculate what I've proven this is what uh, probably the best slide why it is happening this um, solar inertial motion is induced by Jupiter Saturn gravitation of Jupiter Jupiter Saturn Neptune and Uranus and I found the paper people calculated what basically this is what so you, my, this is classic radius of rotation of uh, Earth around the Sun. And this is my large major axis of the ellipse. What is happening when the Sun moves towards um, spring equinox? So the Sun moved here. My longest line becomes this one. Only because the Sun moves toward the spring equinox in this millennium. Oh, I, I see there, and it's off-center. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And these guys were trying to say this is not happening, but this is happening. Yeah. And their own ephemerates, they were lazy to go on the website and download ephemerates. And I think the only positive thing come from the lockdown and coronavirus that I had time to do it because I needed to, you know, entertain my brain with something. And this is what I entertained with. So what Ken Rice was telling and in this uh, website, uh, when they crucified my paper and made editors to withdraw, they shown that this earth shows exactly moves on the same path uh, uh, orbit like the sun, so literally Earth moving like a puppet um, following the sun, which is not the truth. Yeah, Valentina, not the truth. we we I we are over over the time that you promised me. Um, I, the I, last I, point. I'm, so I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Yeah, this is the last point. So okay. the point comes that the uh, solar radiance coming towards the Earth in this millennium has increased by 20, about 20 
uh, word per square meter in this millennium compared to the previous one. So this is the point which I meant. So I found where the heat comes from. The temperature is increasing because sun moves closer to us. Uh, last 120,000 years, we had the similar uh, oscillation of this zero line. Yes. And the, in at the beginning, during Roman Empire, they grew up the grapes in Scotland. We still have grape yards in Scotland. Obviously, they had similar heating. So yes. the temperature will be increasing until 2500. It will be increasing. And we can do nothing. We just need to embrace it. it even though the temperature is increasing, it, it has these little moments of slight cooling like we're experiencing now. Yeah. Yeah. And this, because it increased by 1.5, it is not increasing very dramatically. So it will be mm. slowly increasing. So when we go to the ground solar minimum, it will be imposing, it will be dominant above this increase because the period of increase needs 1,000 years, while the period of grand solar minimum only 30 years. So increase is negligible, while decrease is much more. What does this mean for us on a practical level, in your opinion, Valentina? It means that we would need more heating because it will be very late springs. And maybe in cycle 26, we might have years without summer. It will be winter, wow. winter, spring, autumn, winter, winter. So this is what uh, we need to prepare for this. But if uh, and that cycle is have, sorry, that cycle is around twenty forty. Did you say? It starts twenty thirties and twenty forties. So these thirties and forties will be most challenging, and we need to prepare for this. What? One thing is heating, and another thing you need to feed. You need to feed population. Ah, you farming. You need to feed your animals. You need to grow something. So you need to start preparing. And actually, smart Chinese people buying the lands in Africa because they know this will be the only part where you can grow anything. <laughs> yeah. So is farming going to take going to take a knock? Uh, Yes, if they do not take into account and start listening what we were saying. I, I put this, all the data, I have a website and Cleantel, they come from another point. They say that all the calculations, why they think the temperature is increasing, the model is not working. So you understand now, if heating comes from the sun, they have to do something with their model, why it yes. produces heating. So they introduce some error into it, right? So this is why if people stop listening to this error and the old people can tell explaining these errors, but they didn't have enough force until we said where the heating come from. So they took two part of the problem, but definitely they're working very hard also to deliver to most of the government mm. that, okay, maybe heating is problem but for the next 30 years our main problem is cooling it seems to me then that human activity makes almost no difference well it produces pollution it produces uh, bad gases so definitely it is um, better to improve but for the heating for global heating we're not that powerful unfortunately mm, mm, uh, mm. But we 
uh, we cannot compete. It is a huge boiler <laughs> yes. which comes towards us or comes from us. And to suggest that we can hit ourselves, then we hit Mars and Jupiter. And uh, believe me, uh, this is... Um, yeah, that's sci-fi. Yeah, this is a sci-fi. I think uh, people who introduce IPCC, they seen all those movies about um, uh, cooling. And they wanted to save planet, and they didn't have enough knowledge how to save. <laughs> so they invented it. They want to be a center of the universe, and maybe the intentions are good, but for the intentions, you also have to have knowledge. In front of you, there's a crystal ball. What do you see? Well, <laughs> what crystal? I see that the, the temperature is uh, dropping down. We see the ground solar minimum coming. And uh, I have my granddaughter, my son, and I want them to live happily in this world when I'm gone. So I, I want to provide their generation a good uh, tool how, how to prevent themselves. It's not dangerous. All other generations survive. Look at that. The beginning of the first, even Romans survived. Of course, they had this cold period in the Gomeric uh, Grand Minimum when they needed to uh, stop the wars because the temperature was so low, the Roman um, mm. soldiers could not fight. It was minus yeah. 30. They stopped doing this. Wow. So it happened in this part as well. So. This is not unique to our generation. This has happened. We just need mm. to learn a little bit, to learn a little a bit of astronomy, to learn a bit of physics, and yeah. a bit of mathematics to understand how they interact. Valentina, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. I hope I tried to explain not too much. Um... <laughs> My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare. We've a lot of ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.